0: So this week I'm at Top Lady House in Cambridge, the home of Director of Church Society, Lee Gatiss. Hello, Lee. Hi, Ros. And all our listeners.
1: Oh, yes, and all our listeners as well. Can we call this Ros on the Radio? I've always wanted to call it
0: that. Well, technically it's not radio, it's podcast. Oh. But um, Ros on
1: the Radio has a really good kind of it. does. Feel I'm, to it.
0: I'm certainly planning a series uh, on the blog next year called Ros on the Rosary, which I think has an excellent... <laughs>
1: I'm we're, not we might need to have words about that. Um
0: I'm not planning that. Um so Lee Gate is director of Church Society. How long have you been doing that? Five years. Five years. Five and is years. it was it your dream as a small child growing up to become director of church society?
1: Absolutely, it's my childhood dream. No, I wanted to be an astronaut.
0: Did you? I, I my guess when I was thinking about asking this was that you were gonna say you wanted to play for Manchester United.
1: Absolutely. Either that at number seven or be an astronaut
0: what's number seven actually crazy. i also remember wanting to be a journalist i don't really? know why
1: i think it was just because i could spell the word journalist and i thought <laughs> it looked really impressive to put astronauts or journalists down
0: i so, wanted to be an oh, olympic gymnast did you yeah well for a little while i mean you know my dad my, dream- my dreams were dashed quite early on it has to be said <laughs> so that wasn't what you started off uh, wanting to be in life and when you were growing up you weren't a christian is that right
1: Well, I went to church um, with my parents, so I was baptised as a baby. Um, uh, I went to church, went to Sunday school growing up. We moved around the country quite a bit, so we went to different churches. Um, I remember when I was about 10, uh, going to a youth group after church one Sunday evening in Gloucester. And uh, there was a special speaker who did a special talk and encouraged us to pray a special prayer. And I remember doing that when I was 10. Um, Great. So I, I guess that was a significant moment, and then I I wouldn't say my teenage years were one long upward um, ascent into spiritual maturity or anything like that.
0: Oh, um, you're you're chattering my illusions.
1: Yeah, we please. can edit bits of this out, can't we? <laughs> um, <laughs> so,
0: but then you came to uh, university.
1: Yeah, and um, it wasn't really until my my second term at university when I, I got really keen as a Christian and started to really. Um, grow and move on now uh, it was because I was a bit confused about my life and not knowing how things were going to go and everything was very exciting after a term of university and I, um, I drew a little diagram of my life to try and get myself sorted trying and, to try and understand and, and work out what was going to happen uh, what my plan was so there's a little stick man in the middle it was all on a post-it It's so all
0: about you Exactly, it
1: was all on a post-it note. There's a little stick man in the middle, and there was a little bits of the diagram: a bit for work, and I was supposed to be doing a history degree, so that was history. A bit for friends, because that's why you go to university to make friends. There was a bit for music; I was trendy in those days and was in a band. A bit for politics; I was in the <laughs> the Union Society, and I was into all that. And uh, there was a bit. I of knew Jesus.
0: Lee when he was at university, yes. so I know just how trendy. Absolutely, he was.
1: And there was a bit for Jesus on the diagram. Oh, nice! And then one night, I, I was dragged along to a christian union meeting um, at your college at exeter college in the saskatchewan room and there was a baptist preacher that night um speaking and he was talking about matthew chapter six where jesus says you cannot serve god and money cannot serve god and something else and then he looked at us all and he said to illustrate this let me ask you if you drew a diagram of your life who would be in the middle? And I'm like, this guy's broken into my room. He's stolen my post-it note. But no, I hadn't told anybody about How it, even my closest right? friends. So he kind of was looking right at me as if as if he knew. And it was it was God really addressing me. Are you the kind of person would have yourself in the middle and Jesus on the outside going round you? And really, the more he talked about this and applied this, I realised that the universe doesn't revolve around Lee Gates, and what a terrible place it would be if it did. Um... It revolves around Jesus. And so that was the moment when I thought, yes, that's it. That's how I get my life straight. I put Jesus more consciously and deliberately in the centre of my life um, and everything revolved around him. And really, from then on, I I really started growing and maturing as a Christian. And one
0: thing I think your future biographer uh, (laughs) will want to be uh, finding somewhere in the archives, I believe you you self-published your first Christian book while you were at university is that right <laughs> that's true
1: i did i did when i was 20 i spent a summer um writing a 132 page masterpiece um expounding the christian faith it was con it was called on mars hill wow and it was it looked at the you know the six pictures as part of two ways to live yes i basically had an introduction and then i looked at each of the six pictures in two ways to live trying to fit it into philosophy and history and apologetic and then i got a few copies of this made because I basically thought if I've written a book all my friends and family will read it if I give it to them Whereas they won't read something I give them by Michael Green or John Stott. But and and
0: did they? They did. Yeah, they all read it. Fabulous. They all read it,
1: and some of them annotated it and gave it back to me. Yeah. Uh, with all their comments on, and okay. but it led to lots of good, fruitful debates. Fantastic.
0: So. <laughs> Fantastic. And then now, many not, I mean, not many years later, um, but but some years later. Too
1: many years ago, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you. You haven't changed a bit, Roz.
0: Oh, thanks. <laughs> and me. Um, <laughs> We, um, we come to this point where you are director of church Society In between you've uh, been ordained, you've been to the theological college, you've got a PhD, mm. you have worked in uh, a number of churches. Tell us what all that has led you to. Tell us about the job that you do now and what it actually entails.
1: Well, being director of Church Society is a great job. I love it. I don't want anyone else to have it. Um, okay, good. It's not up for advertising. Um, it involves me in all sorts of um, interesting things. So I go to lots of interesting meetings with ch- church, um, church Society Council meetings. Um, we have the patronage board meets every month. So I'm involved in appointments and thinking about who should go to which church and what kind of person we need for that church. Um our finance committee meetings, Churchman, the, um, the theological journal. I've been involved in that for well over 10 years now. Um, and I'm now the chairman of the Churchman editorial board for a little while um, after the, the untimely death of uh, Mike Ove. Um So I'm involved in all those things. We, we have a website and the social media engagements. Um, and our magazine, which I've been very much involved with over the past five or six years doing that.
0: And in the last year or so, uh, within the last year, you've appointed an associate director who uh, is now your right-hand woman without whom you can do nothing. Is that, is that right?
1: So is just one of the bits we're going to edit out. <laughs> Well, yes. And, um, you know, lots of things like the conferences that we organise, we organise four conferences a year with Jake, the Church Society conference itself, Renew, which we do with uh, Reform and uh, AMIE and and the Church Society Fellowship of Word and Spirit conference. Um, I I thought with all this um, publishing and stuff on the web and conferences, we needed some help. So, yes, uh, I've got to keep an eye on her, but there is now an associate
0: director. Excellent. Good. uh, And that's freed you up to do some other stuff?
1: Yes, that's right. Or to do the things that I do now a little bit better because I'm not trying to do too many things at once. Um,
0: Um, So just give us a flavour of how some of that um, works out. Maybe in the last few months, what sort of things you've been doing, where, where you've been spending your time.
1: Uh, well, I'm involved in lots of other organisations as as a member of church society and as, as director. So um, with Latimer Trust and the Theological Work Group there, the Church of England Evangelical Council, I'm part of. and We're putting together a, a sort of teaching document at the moment um, as part of that called Glorify God in Your Body t- to sort of uh, mirror the, the bishop's document, right. which will come out in the next few years.
0: Or we'll perhaps respond to it rather well, than mirror
1: well, it. Well, to, to be a con- contribution to it yes. and to resource it and, and other churches. Great. Um I'm on the Bishop of Maidstone's advisory group and to help him in his work and I've been to 10 Downing Street this year, which was a great highlight for me and, and you
0: were invited there because
1: well you know Teresa wanted my advice on who should be the next foreign secretary okay uh, no uh, it was a, with a, some other sort of leading um, uh, faith groups uh, Christian groups yeah uh, to meet with her and talk about freedom of speech, freedom of religion in this country well, also as part of um, affinity, which is the wider group of evangelicals within churches across the UK, in Ireland, Scotland um, and the free churches as well so um, I get to speak all over the place I was at Oak Hill talking about the Anglican structures um, and things like that and a day encouraging people to go into ministry Um, uh, I spoke at uh, David Streeter's funeral my my predecessor's funeral Um, I've been to a weekend away in Germany for our church, our church society uh,
0: chapel in in Dusseldorf Wonderful. Um, so
1: that was great to go and visit them uh, and I've done a PCC away day for a church. I'm preaching in Selly Park in Birmingham and uh, in Audley I've been there as well. So preaching all over the place and, uh, and speaking around like that.
0: Fantastic. So there. yeah, so lots of different kinds of Engagements, different sorts of places. Um, lots of things recently I know about the Reformation. You've been invited to various places to talk about that.
1: I could eat out on the Reformation for. <laughs> I've been doing that for months. So yeah, I've been all over the place. I've been to London several times, like Cornhill and uh, Cambridge, Birmingham, Sheffield for Crosslinks, Derby, Tunbridge Wells a couple of times, Colchester. I spoke for the Independent Schools Chaplains Association, um, Bible by the Beach the Affinity Theological Studies Conference. I've been to Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, Greece, the USA, uh, Chile, and all these sorts of places to talk about the Reformation. It's just basically a great excuse to talk about the Gospel.
0: Yeah.
1: um, And those like Luther and Calvin and others who rediscovered the Gospel 500 years ago. It's been a brilliant excuse to do that. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's been a really exciting year um, in all kinds of ways, but to be able as a society to... Um, celebrate the Reformation ourselves but also produce resources to help other people Mm. and other churches celebrate the Reformation so our resources that we produce for children and young people have had I don't know but thousands of of hits on that page and we hope they've they've been used yeah um, and the Reformation song reform
1: our hearts our church our land yes I've sung it very regularly over the last few months. I love it. <laughs>
0: so it's been really exciting to have that sort of focus in 2017. As we um, look back over 2017, what what are the things that you've done um, that are going to have a, a sort of lasting effect? So what sort of uh, things have you been writing or thinking about in different ways?
1: Yeah, I do a lot of writing as part of my job, which is great. So, obviously, I was prepared for this by writing On Mars Hill.
0: Of course.
1: uh, I I mean, it was
0: all, you know...
1: It was all leading to help me write Crossway articles and uh, stuff for the Church Society blog. Well, I'd done some stuff for the... um, uh, Faith and Worship, the Prayer Book Society blog on uh, uh, journal rather on the evangelistic strategy of the Book of Common Prayer. I've Fantastic. written something. I wrote an article on Luther's potty mouth or his rather salty ways <laughs> of talking. Um, I wanted to call it the ninety-five feces. <laughs> But the editors wouldn't let me, so I think it's called when scatology informs theology: Excellent. the bowels of the Reformation. So there was a wonderful um, <laughs> um,
0: comment on a blog I was reading recently that said, "How laugh out loud funny you find Luther really depends on how funny you find poo."
1: Yes, <laughs> that basically is true. Isn't you know, it? and so. if you, if
0: you know, if there's a certain sort of person. <laughs> The 11-year-old boy, for whom that is the most hilarious thing in the world.
1: There's an 11-year-old boy inside most men as well, still just wanting to get out. I wrote um, a book of reflections on the Bible with the Reformers, so readings from Luther and Calvin, Bullinger, Cranmer. Yes, in the Explore series. That's right, with Good Book Company, which have been well-received. I mean, lots of people have downloaded it on their Explore apps, or they bought the book or the e-book. Um, So I think that was useful and a good thing to in the Reformation anniversary year to be reading the Bible Mm. with those people, not just reading books about them. Because it's not about them, it's about the Word of God, which yeah. does the work. Luther Absolutely. said, didn't he, I did nothing, the Word did it all.
0: Yes, he just sat in the uh, bar and drank beer.
1: That's right, with his friends Philip and Amsdorff. Um, I wrote a book called Cornerstones of Salvation, looking at some of the foundations and debates in the Reformed tradition of theology, stuff with Luther and Calvin, uh, John Owen, Uh, Archbishop Grindle good Anglican is in there as well and some stuff on John Wesley and uh, what I think of him which isn't necessarily very positive Um, we had a church society book as well the Be Faithful um with mike ovey mike ovey and and mark pickles great um mike ovey's chapter in there is just brilliant yeah um it's worth getting that book just for mike's chapter but i wrote something in there too which people might not get to um and yeah and i've done some stuff weekly as well so i still have a regular column every week in the church of england newspaper the oldest church newspaper in the country looking at the lectionary readings every week i look at all three lectionary readings um in my weekly video as yes. well on the uh, on the blog, but in the in the article in the newspaper, it's usually just one reading. Yeah, um, great. So all those things I've I've been writing, my computer Fantastic. has exploded with all of the uh, the activity.
0: Fantastic. Well, so this is our last Church Society podcast of the year. Oh. So I thought it'd be uh, fun just to to have a little look back at two thousand and seventeen, and then maybe we'll talk about looking forward to what's coming up in two thousand and eighteen. Mm-hmm. So Lee, what's been the best thing that you have read in the past year?
1: Well I read some Cicero on holiday which was quite fun. And, in the original? Um, uh, yeah I did actually read a bit of his Latin as well, which was quite Showing nice. Um, I like military stuff so I read on holiday I read a book called How the Week Win Wars.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Which was very interesting. And were
0: there lessons that, that we might draw out from that you, in a non-military yes, context?
1: You may think that. I couldn't possibly comment. Uh, we may <laughs> Some of those may come into things that we write in the next year, I guess. Sometimes there was a very can. interesting monograph published by, I think it was OUP, called Aliens and Strangers, looking at an evangelical church and how evangelicals, conservative evangelicals, in the Church of England make sense of... Um, their position as aliens and strangers was very interesting particularly um resonated with me as if i knew the church that she was writing about and had done all her research on it was great to hear about the floppy haired curate and um, <laughs> you know some of the ways also you know yeah. in which those evangelicals struggled in a big city um that was very good zeal without burnout by christopher mm. ash a great book i read, read that last read year
0: Absolutely brilliant! Yeah, yeah really changed, that. and it's uh, important to my life. That. I think, yeah.
1: Also, faith in a time of crisis, which I reviewed in um, a recent Crossway um, by Vaughan Roberts yes. with Peter Jensen as well. Um, I thought Vaughan's stuff in there was just brilliant and fantastic
0: for where we are now. And what about? Um, I mean, you can't have four best things for every category. Okay, I'll
1: try not to. <laughs>
0: What, what would you say maybe is the best thing that you've listened to over the last? Well, obviously
1: year? Obviously, this podcast.
0: Obviously, Roz, the church podcast. I have podcast to say
1: that. Ros on the radio of the list, um, and Taylor Swift's new album. Well, I don't think it was the best thing of this year. There's some worries about that. Um, I think the Gettys album, facing a task unfinished. I've listened to that a lot this year. And, Great. Um, yeah, I think that's the best thing I've listened to. That's apart fabulous. from this this podcast.
0: Um, when I was thinking about answer to that question, I was just thinking about all the the talks that I've listened to and all the serious mm-hmm. theology that I've learned. But it's great that you've been listening to the Getty's new album. Yeah, it's great. Um, good. As we look forward to 2018, uh, what are we looking forward to from Church Society coming up?
1: Not just generally. I was generally I'm looking forward to going to see Star Star Wars. The well, Last I was going to come Jedi. to that in a minute, that's but that's very can... important. Okay. Uh, it's the anniversary, the 400th anniversary of the Synod of Dort this coming yes, year. Yes, I as thought well. we
0: might have some lovely tulip themed <laughs> yes. books or something. Let's tiptoe to the tulips. yeah.
1: Well, I mean, in January, there's the Church Society and Fellowship of Word and Spirit joint conference coming yes. up. That I'm looking forward to very much. Um, I'm going to be going to Jerusalem later in Are 2018 you? as well for the GAFCON, the Global Anglican Futures good, Conference.
0: Good, Stay in the safe bits.
1: I'll try and do that, absolutely. <laughs> um, I have some friends out in Israel. I hope I might see them as well. Oh, that'll be wonderful. But, um, have you been be to a... Israel before? No. no, no. Well,
0: that will be exciting. It'll be
1: very interesting to see Jerusalem and maybe some other parts of, of Israel, the Holy Land. But I'm very much looking forward to that conference. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the last one at Nairobi in 2013. Um, hope again that we'll be able to make some good friends from around mm-hmm. the Anglican Communion to see those that I've uh, met over the past five years, particularly um, as, as Director of Church Society, but also for us to think together about the future of the Anglican communion and of Great. our partnerships for the gospel across the world
0: and uh what about books coming out is there anything we should be looking out for
1: yeah there's a number of things that we'll be producing um at church sorry, so uh foundations of faith reflections on the 39 articles
0: yeah i'm excited about that
1: so taking the blog posts that we used in lent um we've made that into a book with a bible reading every day with some questions on that then the blog post on each of the articles, followed by some reflection questions, which could be used in groups or one to one or mm. something like that. And then I've also written a collect based on each day's um, article. So yeah. that's coming out as a book which we're dedicating to, uh, to Mike Ovey, um, which hopefully will be out very early in 2018. Um, the Reformation and the Gospel. So some of the papers that Peter Adam and I did from last year's Church Society Conference. Perhaps take some stuff from the Crosslinks Conference conference I'm doing as well on the Reformation and Mission. Fabulous. Uh, Reach, Build, Send, a pattern for Anglican ministry with Rod Thomas, Paul Williams, Kirsty Burkett and other people from last year's Jake Conference uh, and some other pieces in there as well. Maybe an updated language edition of the Homilies, which I've been working on for a while. I'm also doing a couple of books with Christian focus on um, John Owen. So a Christian's pocket guide to John Owen and some daily readings in John Owen, 365 days of readings with John Owen. So,
0: Lee, here's a question I've never asked you. You wrote your PhD on John Owen's commentary on the book of Hebrews. Is that right? That's right. Can you tell I us? Mean, you've in, never read that. I, I haven't ever read that. We've got about a minute and a half left on the podcast. Could you tell <laughs> us what you learned about Hebrews and what you learned about John Owen?
1: goodness there's two million words of it i How know I that's to,
0: why i need you to summarize summarizing it, it in
1: eighty thousand words for a phd was hard enough you want me to summarize it in one minute okay um what i learned about john owen was that he was a very good scholar that he knew a lot about hebraic sources and he reads hebrews against the background of hebraic jewish sources from the first century and beyond um which i wasn't expecting to find I was expecting him to impose his doctrinal framework on it because that's what people say, isn't it, about Reformed Orthodox people. He didn't do that. He's a very detailed exegete looking at the book in its original context. I've learned that Hebrews was a major source of um, polemical arguments between Catholics and Protestants Mm -hmm. um, uh, in the 16th and 17th centuries around the Reformation. Things to do with Melchizedek and the Mass and marriage all come up. Yeah, there, of course. And it's really interesting to see how Hebrews was used mm. and abused mm. by the two sides in those confessional arguments. So, Great. So go.
0: anyone who wants to hear more about that, read should more about
1: that, should read my PhD thesis in the University Library in Cambridge. There yes. you go. <laughs>
0: um, thanks for talking to us on the podcast, Lee. Thanks for everything that you do for Church Society. It's been really fun working with you for the last few months and I'm looking forward to 2018. Me too. So that's our last podcast of 2017. We'll be back on the 1st of January when Amanda Robbie and I will be discussing Emma Scrivener's book A New Day. We'd love to have you join us for that. Do get in touch if you've got ideas for the podcast that you'd like to hear us talk about, people you might like me to interview. Uh, or other features uh, that we might include. You can always email me, ros at churchsociety.org. You can tweet us at churchsociety and you can comment on our Facebook page. If you're enjoying these podcasts or if you appreciate the work of Church Society more generally, why not consider becoming a member? You can find all the details of that on the Church Society website. That's churchsociety.org. There are different kinds of membership. Uh, If you're a student or if you're retired, there are discounted rates. Uh, There are rates for couples and uh, for associate membership for those who aren't regular members of a Church of England congregation. We'd love to have your support. It means so much to us to know that people are uh, behind us in what we're trying to do. People are praying for us and not least, of course, your financial contribution means that we can continue doing this work into the future. There are great benefits of being a member. You get discounts on various conferences uh, and books you get our quarterly magazine Crossway and discounted rates if you want to subscribe to our theological journal Churchman. If you're a student, you get Churchmen thrown in with your membership as well. We're grateful to all those of you who have partnered with us in different ways over 2017 and we look forward to continuing that work in the year ahead.